The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about your bucket list in a totally new and inspirational way. My guest is Vicki T. Jones. Let me tell you a little bit about Vicki and how we met. Vicki is a Royal Navy veteran, a songwriter, and an author. She began writing songs at age seven and decided to pursue this passion of songwriting by leaving the Royal Navy when she was 24. Being ex-Royal Navy has helped her come through some tough times and enabled her to have the grit to battle a crippling depression through her late 20s, which made for some interesting songs that she recorded. It was then that she wrote a list that would change her life. It became her bucket list, which now boasts 300 challenges. Vicki challenged herself to complete this bucket list within a decade, and she is halfway through. Her adventures have taken her to Cambodia, Vietnam, Iceland, Los Angeles, Hawaii, Slovenia, Slovakia, and Morocco, to name just a few. She has gotten into a few scrapes along the way, which her friend said would make some compelling reading. So Vicki is now recording these travels with the aim of writing two books, part one for the first five years and part two for the second part. Writing a fiction novel is also on her list, and she stumbled across a writing group to help her with inspiration, and it was a short story titled Meet Me at Ten, which has now developed into a full-blown novel. Due to the subject matter depicting racism and homophobia in the 1950s Deep South, Vicki hopes the gritty story will change hearts and minds and help others as she seeks to complete a list that transformed her life. It is her dream to one day see her novel on the big screen. Vicki has also had numerous articles published in online magazines and has ambitions to start up her own magazine in the near future. Welcome, Vicki. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. I'm glad you're here today. I, I have to tell my listeners how we met because for me, it's kind of unusual in the sense that I don't usually meet people other than dog people on Twitter because most of my um, Twitter contacts are people who are in dog rescue or love dogs because the account's connected to my Sofa Shelter Facebook page. Right. And yeah, because I wrote a dog food cookbook called Sophie Scrumptious Treats. And so I'm not quite sure it happened, but um, uh, I came across Vicky's account and we started chatting and I saw that whole list, Vicky, about 
your bucket list and, and that you started when you were 30. And I thought, right. what is that about? Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> so Who I just that, had yeah. to find more about, find out more about that. So let's sort of dive in if we can to what was life before the bucket list? Well, to be, I've had quite a colorful life, I must admit, before the bucket list. So, um, like you sort of mentioned, I've always been creative, always been musical. Um, I'm songwriting from the age of seven because my dad's a drummer. So I've always had been surrounded by music. Um, and, you know, I loved school, went to college. And then I joined the Navy, um, which in itself was, was sort of like a four-year adventure. Mm-hmm. And um, got to see the world. You know, some of my friends weren't so lucky. Like their ships were just in one place. But... I was really lucky I, I got to see the world and um, I wrote some well, some songs I'm really proud of when I was in the Navy, so I wanted to kind of pursue that a bit more. And I just found that I couldn't do both So because mm-hmm. um, obviously you're not in one place for very long. Mm-hmm. And um, so I made the sort of decision to, to leave the Navy to sort of try and pursue music or to get a job where it would allow me to pursue music which is what I did. And I left when I was sort of 24. And then, um, but I think that it's because I'm someone that likes structure, I like to be busy. I found it quite difficult when I left. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a few sort of what I call dead-end jobs. And um, that's kind of when I started to get a bit, uh, well, that's when you mentioned about like depression, mm-hmm. um, that started to kind of take hold. I think it was because of like, the lack of structure um, lack of excitement, I think, probably, mm-hmm. and so, a huge loss, I would imagine. Yeah, it was, and I'm, I'm like I say, I'm someone that likes kind of I like my days to be busy, productive, and all of a sudden it was like, you know, when I come home from work, it was there was nothing, sort of thing. Whereas before in the navy, when you finish your working, well, don't really finish because you're working mm-hmm. all hours. Mm-hmm. But you'll be in different countries, then you'll be training, then you'll be getting a bit of leave. Um, so there's always something going on. So I really struggled with it. Um, so I was, pursu- but I was pursuing music at the time, but my life just felt empty. And I found that I started to write the same songs, if that makes sense. So, because I wasn't really living anything to write anything different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's when it, uh, so like sort of prior to the bucket list, it was, it kind of went really exciting. And then it kind of, I had a little bit of a lull. Well, you know, what's so fascinating to me, Vicki, you know, uh, as a psychologist, it's how you came up with that bucket mm. list and how incredibly determined I know you had to have been yeah. in order to put one foot in front of the other and make it happen when you're yeah. depressed. I mean, that's just, you know, when you're depressed, you don't want to do anything. That's right. That's right. I mean, even like, um, you know, even to get out of bed and have a shower that's like mm-hmm. a big deal when you're depressed exactly um, and I kept trying to read books on how to get out like get over it and you know I think obviously the books you know mean well mm-hmm. but it, it, I think you get different levels of depression as well you know right. and it, it was for me it was like I kept reading I'll go and join some clubs and go and socialize and I thought I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to I've got nothing right. to offer because you right. kind of feel like you're a burden. Right. Um, and other people are yeah. a burden. That's it. Yeah. You, you kind of feel like saying, I can't take any more in from anybody else. Not in a horrible way, mm-hmm. but you just think, I can't actually, it, my mind is so full on how to 
even just to go and empty the dishwasher would be like, oh, it's a big deal. Exactly. And so then um, what I started to do, I I didn't really realise it at the time, I started to make a list of places I could go, because I do like getting in the the outdoors, or places I could go that I've seen. And I thought, well, if I go there, I won't bump into anybody there because it's kind of out of the norm. Mm -hmm. And then it would be just something like go to a certain park, you know, just go for a walk. Um, And then I sort of... Some of the things I started off doing, I completed in in my bedroom. So it sounds a bit ridiculous, but you know when you can like name a star after yourself, yeah, um, uh-huh. or you can adopt an animal. But you so. know it's not ridiculous because <laughs> these are concrete steps that you were taking, mm. and that's what's so hard for people to do. Yeah, you know, and that would be my advice nowadays. I, I feel mm-hmm. like saying to people. Don't try and do too much. Be easy on yourself and kind of go, do you know what, if, if you make a list and you can tick things off even while you're in bed, you know, like mm-hmm. you might make a phone call or it might mm-hmm. do something online, the, the kind of the flicker of a buzz of doing something can just be enough to get you out of bed, you know. Right. So um, I was doing, I think my first things I was doing was, as I said, naming a star after me. I think build a model aeroplane I've never done it before never really had a fascination I just thought okay I, I ordered so I ordered it it got delivered to my door so I didn't even have to go outside mm-hmm. and I thought oh I quite like doing this and then I started to sort of think I've ticked off five things or whatever in the first week mm. and you, so then you start to feel a sense of achievement mm-hmm. because you've come out your comfort zone because these, these are all things I would have never have done or tried before and then um it started to be where it was like, okay, um, can I venture outside? And so I think one of the things I did was, because I'm a little bit squeamish, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I'm lucky enough as in I'm, I'm able to give donate blood. So, oh. um, But I'm a bit scared. Mm-hmm. So um, my mum come with me, mm-hmm. and I went to a place where I wasn't likely to sort of bump into anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, I did that, and that was quite a big thing for me. Cause if, that is a big thing. That's a huge yeah, step. Yeah. And then, um, and then another big thing, I, I did this in the same weekend, which is a bit crazy, but I'm, I hate spiders. That's my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. And then so I arranged with uh, this, this shop that sells tarantulas if I could go in and, and hold a tarantula. And I, t- I told him, kind of all what it was about and he, he was laughing and luckily he was so supportive because I said to him I've got no intention of buying one definitely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I went again with my mum who took some pictures and you know I, I held a tarantula and that's like my biggest fear and then you start to kind of go do you know what if I can do that then and that's my biggest fear then I can start to do things that are not as scary mm-hmm. and the confidence that you get it's only slowly I'm not going to sort of say to people I suddenly started skipping down the road it, it's just it gives you that sort of impetus to go okay I can do that because what's the worst case scenario you know and right. I can deal with that because I've already faced up to my worst fear which is holding a tarantula you know well, so and, and those are big I, I hear those as big steps I mean you took yeah. baby steps at first and then you know yeah donating blood and holding a tarantula <laughs> those are <laughs> yeah. big steps well, then it come to, um, I got left a, a bit of money and uh, I had relatives, relatives in Canada always say to me, oh, Vicky, you know, you've got to come and visit us. And there was no reason why I didn't before. I just didn't get around to it. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to go and visit them. And I went by myself. And then I thought to myself, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. I don't know why. It's just, it looks beautiful. 
but it's somewhere like for us Brits, it's like you know that's like the edge of the, the earth kind of yeah, thing. You exactly, just wouldn't go yes. there. Uh-huh. And I kept getting people saying to me, "Why are you going to Alaska? There's, there's nothing there." And I said, "That's that's why I'm going." <laughs> yes, <laughs> because uh-huh. it's you know. And I thought flying to Canada was okay because I was getting picked up by relatives. And then I thought I'm going to fly then to Alaska completely by myself. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, that was really liberating, if I'm being honest, because you're kind of thinking, I'm by myself, I went on a couple of tours, which means you're interacting with people. And that's the good thing, is you can start to become kind of who you really are, because no one else knows your your back history, or that if you were suffering to, from depression, it's like you can almost wipe the slate clean. Right. So, um, but you I don't have like, those expectations from people. That's right, yeah. And it's like, if if... And it, it was a sort of thing you could do where if you wanted to talk to somebody, you could. If not, you could be left alone and vice versa. So, But then you're also in a different surrounding. And sometimes that can be a bit of a jolt. Mm-hmm. And I find that I write different kind of songs. I come up with different ideas. When I take myself physically mm-hmm. out of a place that I've been sort of holed up for quite a while, you know. And that was like a massive confidence boost when I come back because people are like, oh, I couldn't have done that. I mean... Everybody could. It's just whether or not you, you want to and if you've got the means to. Well, and then it just you were able to reach down and, and find, like you said, uh, the grit or the determination to do that. Because, hmm. you know, it is, it's more challenging, I think, than, than you're describing. I think it takes a tremendous amount of courage. And, hmm. you know, just plain guts and, uh, to reach in and do that, it, you know, it's, it's not easy to do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah but I think, but there's a sort of saying: if you can kind of get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, then things don't necessarily seem or appear as, as, as you know as, as big as daunting. You yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh-huh. it's like because I sort of said to people, you know, so what if things go wrong? You deal with them, mm-hmm. and then when if you can deal with them when you're abroad, especially if you're abroad in a in a non-English speaking country, like I've mm-hmm. had all kinds of things happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're at home, it kind of gives you that confidence to go, look, if I can deal with this when I'm abroad, I can definitely I can, deal with this when I'm at yeah, home. That's so interesting. And we're, mm. we're going to need to take a short break now. And we'll okay. be right back with my guest, Vicki Jones. And she's telling us her story of her bucket list and how she overcame depression and her adventurous heart uh, and her journeys. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with my guest, Vicki T. Jones, um, Royal Navy veteran, songwriter, author, and as I said, she's truly an adventurer at heart. So, you know, your your story is so fascinating, Vicki, because, you. you know, I just think it does take so much to be able to do what you were doing. And I, I like what you said about, you know, when you can go someplace new, y- you can just be who you want to be. Mm. Those preconceived notions that people have of you and yeah. you're not burdened by those, so to speak. That's right. You can kind of go, okay, who am I at my core? Who am I at heart? Right. If you're someone that wants to be a bit of an adventurer, there's there's literally no one that can hold you back because no one knows any different. So it's not like you're thinking, oh, what will people think I'm suddenly changing and mm-hmm. will that kind of – you just go for it and mm-hmm. it's, you've got nothing – you've got absolutely nothing to lose Right, and it sounds like what you're describing is really on these trips that you took, your your energy really began to shift, and you yeah. know your songs changed, your tempo and mood, everything began to shift. That's right. I mean, I started to write um, kind of a bit more grown up as well. It was it was more about life songs oh. rather than just the typical um, like the love songs and things like that. I, I started to kind of write about life, and it's because I was living it. Mm-hmm. Um, just one step at a time I, I was taking myself out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. not all the time because I think that can frighten people because I sort of say just do it in baby steps you, mm-hmm. you know no, no bucket list has to include a skydive or bungee jumping that doesn't have to happen or a world cruise or things like that a bucket list can just be I've always you know fancied trying that or going there and it could I mean some people I've, I've met are agoraphobic mm-hmm. and they just cannot leave their home so their bucket list would be to walk to the the front gate mm-hmm. outside, you know outside so everybody's got a different mountain to climb kind of thing so exactly I just think it's just if you can just do the next thing that's in front of you mm-hmm. then what I've found is you naturally start to want to progress to the next thing because mm-hmm. you've kind of conquered that space then you kind of think oh okay well if I just go here that's only a little bit further than what I've already been. But then when you actually look at where you've come from, it's massive, mm-hmm. you know. So so it's like you're describing a little bit of momentum begins to build. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the thing is I started to tell people about this bucket list. And at first I think people thought, oh, it's just a phase or, or what. I mean, no, nobody was negative. I just think they just thought, oh, okay, something good. And then it started to build. And then um, – because people kind of understood actually at heart how simple it is and how anybody can do it. It wasn't just, you know, I didn't have loads of money at my disposal or anything I had to save up. I had to organise quite a lot. But then when I started to post things on Twitter and Facebook, a lot of my friends started to kind of go, that's really interesting or your story sounds really interesting. Or instead of me going, they would sort of say, instead of going to a family holiday to Spain, which for us Brits is quite kind of normal, they'd sort of say, 
we've, we're saving up to go somewhere different because we hear about your stories, mm. you know. So I started to kind of know that I was influencing other people bit mm-hmm. by bit. And then it just become like a snowball effect where people say, oh, you've got to write a book because I put some of the things up of when things went wrong mm-hmm. and then um, like the funny stories and I'm just like Vicky you've got to get a book out so that's when I started to kind of take notes I took a lot of photographs and um, I thought because there's going to be so much content I would split it in half so like the first five years and then the second five mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and and you're describing sort of a natural process that others began to be inspired by your stories yeah, yeah. that's right yeah and the thing is is as I said, and it, but it's, it's taught me so much, like doing the bucket list. Like one of the things I did was um, climb uh, Mount Snowdon, which is I think the biggest mountain in England and Wales. Mm-hmm. And um, is I, I never forget that lesson because I mean, obviously climbing a mountain is physically hard, but right. there's the mental aspect as well. I never forget one of the times when um, I thought that we were um, nearly at the top, mm-hmm. and then we walked around kind of like this um, bend. And when I looked across, it was because you have to kind of sometimes walk down to go back up again mm-hmm. in order to get to the summit. And I walked around this bend and I thought, okay, yeah, we're doing we're doing good time. And then I looked in front of me, and I realised it was the monster in front of me was actually where the summit was. Oh. And, I, and I just looked and I just thought, I'm going to quit. And I said to my friend like Nick, I said I'm, I'm going to quit. And then because um, I saw like literally people were like ants. That's how big it was. Mm-hmm. And then I just said to myself, okay, don't worry about getting to the summit. Worry about the next 10 steps. Mm-hmm. And I just said to my friend, Nick, I just said, can every 10 steps that we do, can we just have a minute break? And she said, yeah, it's fine. So I said, in the end, the summit came to me because I just took 10 steps, mm. then 10 steps, then 10 mm-hmm. steps. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of approach everything now. I don't think of the end product. I just think of the next 10 steps. And that's kind of been my metaphor now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's what I think that people can really find valuable because anyone can do that. Yeah, that's You know, right. I'm sure they can do 10 steps. 10 steps. And then it was like, I mean, at one point, because it was so steep, it was three. Mm-hmm. But I didn't look at the summit. I just sort of said, don't worry about that. That, that will come to me. Mm-hmm. So um, any time in my job that I had, or, you know, if I'm doing an assignment because I'm doing a degree, which is on my bucket list as well, if I'm doing an assignment, I won't go, um, I won't worry about the ending. I'll just go, okay, just research for the introduction. Just worry mm-hmm. about that today. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then I break things down into bits, and that's how I, I sort of conquer a lot of my things now. So mm-hmm. I feel like I had to go through this in order to learn about other aspects of life. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating story, and, you know, what were you hoping your list would do as you as you started it? What was your original hope? I think it was just to kind of find me again because when mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. when you're depressed, it's like you just lose all concepts of self. So you, mm-hmm. you don't you forget that you used to laugh and joke, be confident. So when I did the bucket list, at its core, it's just about having fun again. But mm-hmm. it's your fun, you know. Is it like I say? I've had people that say to me, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to do a skydive." I'm like, "Well, don't." You don't mm-hmm. have to. There's no, there's no rules to it. So all the things that I'm curious about goes on my list. If something's different on your list, you do it, you do your list. There's no losers kind of mm-hmm. thing. There's no like, oh, my list is better than yours. So it was just to to achieve all the things that I wanted to do. And I suppose it is hard. All the things I thought I missed out on, on the few years that I was sort of suffering from depression. Mm-hmm. 
And then I kind of felt like I got my inner inner child back again, like the playfulness. Um, you kind of felt like that, you know, nothing was off limits as such. If it and you and you did things for no reason. It wasn't a special occasion that um, it was like, do you know what? I'm going to go and do that just because I want to go and do that. Life's mm-hmm. too short. Let's go and do it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I hope to get mm-hmm. out of it, and that's mm-hmm. what I have. Yeah, and so much more. Yeah. You know, it sounds like there's a how-to book in there, Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, speaking, I'd, lo- I'd love to, yeah. <laughs> speaking as a psychologist, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I help people struggle the, through these kinds of issues all the time. Yeah. And, and you know, if there's, if there's one thing that people can have in their hands that helps them, then yeah. that's, that's, I think, incredibly valuable. Yeah. Well, I, mm. I've, I mean, there's a, been a, a friend of mine that he's he's got depression at the moment and that's what I the advice I gave I give to him I say I'm not a professional but I've been through depression I've got through it and how I did it obviously everybody's different nothing mm-hmm. works the same for everybody and I just said to him because he, he was like I can't even get out of bed today I said okay just be just be kind to yourself just mm-hmm. do you know if the only thing you can manage is go and have a shower and have some breakfast that's you for that day mm-hmm. just write a list that's easily achievable because at first I think when you're when you're depressed you're so hard on yourself mm-hmm. of all the things that you're not doing and so that's why when I, I did the first few things on my bucket list and I achieved like five things in a week I just thought they're all different some of them are um you know cr- creative which is what I like doing but I just think we can be too hard on ourselves so if you yeah. just do baby steps eventually you start seeking out things that are more difficult but at a natural pace there's no kind of hard mm-hmm. and fast rules with it you know mm-hmm. and I think you know you're so right about people being hard on themselves and then of course of course the culture is hard sometimes on depressed people mm. because you know since it's invisible oh yeah, yeah you know people oftentimes don't understand it and they say really unkind things like yeah. Oh, just snap out of it. Pull yourself up by your bootstrap. Thing. And, you know, of course, if somebody could snap out of it, they'd snap already. Of course. I mean, the thing is, I, I feel like screaming to people and go, do you think that people want to feel that way? They're mm-hmm. not going, do you know what? Because a lot of the time, people that are really suffering won't even tell you. You won't even know because mm-hmm. they won't pick up the phone. They won't post mm-hmm. anything. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but... Some people will say, oh, I haven't, you know, you haven't seen anything from you on Facebook for the last two months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you feel like saying that's probably because I can't get out of bed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you won't actually know that people are suffering. You, and nobody wants to feel that way. Oh, so it's not, not. it's not It's not like a choice and sort of think, oh, I'm going to be attention-seeking or anything like that. It's, it's really debilitating mm-hmm. to the point where you can't even do the most basic of things mm-hmm. and then you that's when I sort of said that you get really hard on yourself um but it's about breaking that cycle and just saying am I going to do anything different today and at first it just might be writing a list that's mm-hmm. it don't even attempt anything yeah exactly you got to get the paper out and the pencil the in your hand out. yeah and you can do that while you're sitting in bed that you can't mm-hmm. get out of mm-hmm. um and then it might be oh I, actually I can sit in bed and I can book something that I want to do mm-hmm. online Mm-hmm. So then you haven't got to move. And then, um, you know, it's just in stages like that. But you take it at your pace. There's no kind of right or wrong. Exactly. And that's, I think that's what's important for one of the things that's important for people to hear that it is, it's your depression and your recovery at your pace. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And, you know, again, I think that your story can be so inspirational for people. And, um, you. you know, I, I just think it's so powerful. And we're going to get ready to take another short break here. My guest today is Vicki T. Jones, and she is telling us her powerful story of how she developed and used a bucket list to overcome depression and really reinvent her life. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's DrSanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking today with my guest, Vicki Jones, and she's teaching us about her bucket list, how she learned to make a bucket list, and what it's done really as a transformational tool for her and how it inspires others. So, you know, I, I really have to say I'm very curious about, you know, what you mentioned one story, a couple of stories that you, you've taken um, and what is really the best thing you've done, would you say? The best thing? That's a hard one, I must admit, because there's been so many. Lots some of best of are, things. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, some of them have been like the physical ones, like climbing up that mountain was a massive challenge for me because I, mm-hmm. I did want to quit. Um, mm-hmm. Then obviously it's, it's like the mental. I'm doing a degree at the minute um, in criminology and psychology, actually. Mm. And um, There's another book there. <laughs> There's another book there, yeah. And then actually, one of the assignments that I'm doing, um, I, I picked this certain question in my criminology assignment because I do want to do a book on it. So um, it's just a little bit of research. But um, and then talking of books, obviously, is on my bucket list was to write a fiction book because um, I knew that I was probably going to do a bucket list book. Um, mm-hmm. And so I joined. Or well, actually, how it came about, it's, it's, it's Twitter again. Um, as I was tweeting that I was uh, visiting the Tower of London, which was on my bucket list, and one of my followers sort of said, oh, you know, I'd love to read this this bucket list book. And I was like, oh, that's excellent. And then she said, "I then I would know two authors that live in Essex. And I was like, oh, okay, who's the other one? 
And then she introduced me on, on Twitter to this this um, woman called Sharon, who runs a writing group, which oh, was just yeah. up the road for me. So talk about a small world. Wow, yes. That's and a universe so I, smiling yeah. on you, yeah. And then, um, so I joined this writing group, and because um, I thought, you know, I'd like to kind of learn, even though I'm quite creative and I did well at English at school, I thought I just want to learn the structure of writing a book. And then long story short is um, we, we sort of did um, short story competitions each month. And one of the subjects that I did um, was called Meet Me at 10 because um, it was based on all you get given is to, you know, can you write about, about a vending machine? And I just thought, a vending machine? That's, uh, how can I get a story out of that? And then so I did this, like, short story. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to enter it into the short story competition, but it ended up where it was like I was adding more and more and more to it. And then um, it got quite controversial, it got quite compelling, and then it kind of went away from the vending machine. I just said to Sharon, I said, I can't enter it into the short story competition. I said, because I've introduced all these different characters and it's going to end up, now it's a novel now, and it's like a passion project now. Mm-hmm. So then that's where my book was born. So and It sounds to me, it's almost like the mountain. You said the mountain came to you. It's like the book yeah. came to you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the thing is, is to help me out with a book, because, I mean, a book itself... Uh-huh. He's a mountain to anybody. Yeah. Like if you said to somebody, write a book, they'd be like, oh no, it's just a, it's too it's too big. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on um, one of my Twitter followers, actually, uh, he's an American called Dustin Lance Black, and he's an Oscar-winning screenwriter. And he and I followed, or I mentioned something about my bucket list to him. Didn't think he would reply because he's obviously this, you know, he's a filmmaker and all the rest of it. And then he started following me on Twitter, and then I saw something that he posted or someone posted of of him. And it was basically how to write a screenplay. Um, and he uses index cards to kind of break down the scenes. And so long, basically, that's how I start writing my book. I use index cards mm-hmm. as to mm-hmm. each scene. And that's how I'm writing my book, Meet Me at 10. It kind of all happened around at the same time. So I never get writer's block because mm-hmm. it's already planned. You mm-hmm. just write this, all the scenes, you rearrange them. And then that's like, kind of like your first draft. So then even a book feels like it's in bits and it's in steps. Yeah, and, and that's a journey in and of itself, isn't it? It's yeah. A different, not a physical journey, but it, uh, uh, it's a journey, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of dedication because I have to do a lot of research. So mm-hmm. you've got like the research stage and you've got the planning stage and then you've got the writing stage and everyone seems to think it only takes like a month and you're like, are you still writing your book? And I'm like, yep, I've been writing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you want to write a good book, you've got to put the hours in. So Yeah, and, and it sounds like you're the kind of person, you are not afraid of hard work. No, no, not oh. so. I've, I've picked jobs that are difficult or challenging. So like the worst thing for me, and I think that's probably why depression was just horrendous I mean it's horrendous anyway full stop mm-hmm. but when you're someone who's so productive and um you know I've traveled the world and then when you suddenly come to a stop it's just it's not it's not good for me so I like to fill my days with doing lots of different things mm-hmm. and I have to ask you um are you do you come from a family where they're all sort of adventuresome or not really, no. No. That's why, I mean, I've always been like a little bit of an outsider because I always tend to like different things. So my family, uh, um, I was kind of like the first person who travelled, um, especially joined the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, what did your mum think when you went to the Navy? Oh, she was quite upset because as I joined the Navy, my we've got a lot of family in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So um, my sister 
went over there just as like a oh. just as a trip. Mm-hmm. So literally at the same time, but then she ended up staying, so that's where she lives. Oh. Um, so one holiday ended up her sort of staying. So my mum was obviously quite upset that I was joining the navy, and then my sister. Your sister's left, left too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm back. I'm back. I mean, she only lives about sort of three or four minutes away from me now, so uh-huh, uh-huh, and we're, uh-huh. we're quite close. But she's used to all my crazy trips and <laughs> crazy ideas. I think she'd think there's something wrong if I didn't have a crazy idea. Right, right. She Well, she raised you, so she must be used to it. You were probably that yeah. way as a kid. Yeah, I, w- I was that person who was like, you know, wandering off somewhere or getting muddy and going on adventures and getting told off for being somewhere else shouldn't be. But mm-hmm. I've just kind of got a curious nature. So mm-hmm. that's what I was saying about when, when you have depression, you lose yourself. And mm-hmm. then it's about finding yourself again in doing whatever it is that you want to do. There's nothing off limits, really. Obviously, unless it's illegal and things like that, that goes without right. saying. But right. if it's something that you kind of go, oh, you know, I really want to get into that, then go and do it sort of thing. I, so, you know, I, I remember it reminds me of many years ago, I was working with a gentleman in, in my practice. And I, I don't actually recall the kind of job that he had, but it, it was, you know, just sort of a an ordinary career um, nothing stood out mm. and uh, we were talking about what his hopes and dreams were and at some point he just looked at me and said well I always wanted to sing and oh. I sort of shrugged and I said so sing yeah and off he went and the next week he came back and he had tapes for me to listen to and oh, wow. he had gotten a job singing at a local restaurant for the diners Oh, wow. I know. It was so fascinating. brave. You know, really brave. And also, he was an opera singer, so it wasn't like he was like a folk singer. That's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy. And I so, you know, I so admired him for doing that, and I realized that, to me, I was sort of just making an offhand comment, like, if you want to sing, Mm. go ahead and sing. But But, maybe you needed to hear that, though, to actually uh, say... Do you know what? For no reason, just do it for yourself. Life is short. Go and do it. Right. And to really to give him permission mm, that's to it. do yeah. that. You know? And and I think sometimes, especially um, when you want to do something more in the creative arts, our culture yeah. sort of diminishes that. Or, yeah, you know, right. they say, oh, you'll never be able to make a living doing that. Or, or get a real job. <laughs> get a real job, whatever yeah. it may be. But I, I just really think that if that's where your heart is, that's what you need to do. That's it does take courage to do that. And that's it why does. it's like I spend so much of my life either planning something for the bucket list or doing the bucket list. Cause, but I think enough people now that are around me know that it's like it is my life sort mm-hmm. of thing. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of them have said, oh, but I've got kids. I can't really do that kind of thing. I said, get them involved as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to – it's not this box that you sort of you know you don't have to box yourself in you just go after whatever it is that you want to do that you keep pushing to one side and think oh there'll be a time that I'll I'll start doing that right just don't necessarily jump and leap I'm not sort of saying to people to go and give up their jobs and go and do it but do something where you can work towards it like for me it was like so in order to write a book I mean you know is that that kind of um that dream saying where I just quit my job and I started writing a book I couldn't do that so that's when I sort of said to myself okay I'll join a writing group mm-hmm. and then start it that way so then I'll fit my book around what I do 
so you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. You're earning a living, so then people can kind of see, oh, okay, yeah, she's got a job. But then they see how happy you are when you're mm-hmm. doing something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And then it, I think I think passion sells. I think when you're really passionate about something, mm-hmm. um, that can pave the way. Exactly. When, when yeah. people knew how passionate I was about the bucket list, it was no longer this kind of phase. It was like you really are putting effort into this. You're, you're taking yourself out of the comfort zone a lot inspiring others to do it so then it become that was my sort of identity if that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and I think you know that experience with that gentleman taught me a really important lesson and I've had an, a number of occasions where I've used a similar similar uh, style with people and that is mm. to you know to not respond in an offhand manner which is really mm. what i did but to listen a little more intently and see if i can help them sort of ferret out what would be that first baby step that they could take That's or it. yeah you know what was that dream that that they lost yeah you know what what was that dream that somehow got pushed aside when you know the kids came or when the responsibilities of being an adult came mm. you know and that's I think it's so right what you say though which is about giving yourself permission he probably needed someone like you to mm-hmm. say that to go well mm-hmm. what's what is stopping you there's nothing mm-hmm. stopping you exactly and I think it's finding what it is that you want permission for but the trick is is to just give yourself permission to mm-hmm. go and do it mm-hmm. and, but, it, yeah. and oftentimes people don't get that so Mm. You know, they need somehow to know that, hey, it's okay to follow your passion exactly in the way that you said. Don't run mm. wild and quit your job and, no. you know, but to take one step towards beginning to identify. Because I'm yeah. guessing that as you worked with your bucket list, I'm guessing that it it morphed and it changed and it grew to yeah. reflect more of who you are as that emerged. That's right. I mean, that's. The, I mean, and it started to get. I wouldn't say more daring, but the countries and the the type of countries started to grow. So it wasn't just what I would call, um, you know, like normal countries to visit. Mm-hmm. It was like parts of countries that are off off the beaten track kind of thing. I started to get more confident when I was traveling, and I thought, okay, travel really brings me alive. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of countries on there, um, mm-hmm. and obviously the creative side of things. Um, are on there and that's why I sort of did the um, the bucket list book and then the, there was the fiction book um, so, so there's I, lots of things really that that can move you forward yeah and, and some of the things don't do cost a lot of money and some of them are free right and that's important to know yeah yeah what's free to people is yeah. like plan you know if it's something that costs a lot of money do that at the end of the year save up yeah. for that exactly. but in the meantime you can kind of look forward to one or two things that are free right. each month or each week, and which we, is what I do. Excuse me for interrupting you, Vicky, but we need to take another short break. Okay. So we'll be right back with my guest, Vicki Jones, and she's helping us to understand how a bucket list can transform your life. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. 
Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with, um, I I don't know if I just want to say songwriter, author, uh, Royal Navy veteran, if I want to say bucket list uh, expert, uh, transformational (laughs) strategy expert, you know, all of these wonderful things that you've achieved in, in your work. And and um, that have been like beautiful, almost like a side effect of of what you originally set out to do. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate your time today. I want to make sure I take a moment to thank you for sharing your work with us today. It's it's so interesting to me. I really appreciate it, Vicky. Well, thanks for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. Good. It's my pleasure. And I want to. Um, make sure everyone knows how to find you. If they want to follow your adventures or get more information, where do they find you? Um, I've got a website. It's um, vickyjones.co.uk. So it's vicky, V-I-C-K-Y, jones.co.uk. And I'm on Twitter all the time, as you know. Yes. Um, so that's vickyjones 7 And I'm on Facebook as well. I think it's under Vicky Jones author okay i've got a page on facebook so if they can contact me then you know we can chat okay great um you know that uh, question popped into my head as you said that and i found myself wondering you know i know why i really wanted to follow up and have a conversation with you but what would you say is the most common reason people uh seek you out relative to the bucket list um i think some people have sort of said I find it quite inspiring. How and that, how do you fit it all in? Because mm-hmm. I get like my message when they say follow me, and they'll sort of say what I'm up to, and they'll say how do you fit it all in? And um, so the sort of the trick is really is just to plan really well, but then also be open to sort of you know doing things spon- spontaneously. So um, that would be the the main thing. It'd be like how how have you had the courage to go and do that? How do you fit it all in? I want to be able to do that. Um, some people say, am I too old to start doing that? I'm like, no, <laughs> there's no age limit. There's no rules. Right. So, um, yeah, that's mainly what it is. Yeah. And I imagine you hear from people all over the world. Yeah, it's amazing. And some people, I've said to them, you need to, you need to write a book because I've heard from people that have got awesome stories, like probably more colorful than mine. 
and they're like, yeah, I don't feel like I've done much. I've done this, 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 this. Mm. and it's. But they like what you said about permission. They don't. They don't feel like it's anything special, or they don't feel like they've got a story in them. But when you, when they, when someone says it back to them, how inspiring it is. That's when they've sort of said, oh, maybe I should write some notes. I'm mm. like, yeah, go for it, and then let me know how you're getting on, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And. It- you know what are what are you looking forward to most? What's your next fun thing on your bucket list? Um, I think just in the interim, it's I've got I've got an exam for my degree coming up. I'm not really looking forward to that, but I've got to get that done. You're looking my, forward to what comes after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then um, writing Meet Me at Ten. I'm loving it because it's just it's an app. It's a joy to write, so I can't wait for that to be out because it really is quite sort of compelling reading and it's, um, it's quite a difficult subject matter, but I've kind of researched it and I'm trying to do it in a sensitive way. Um, I've just started this online kind of magazine called Inspire Us magazine, which is where other people kind of submit their stories that um, of when they've overcome um, adversity. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've got planned. That's it. It's quite create. It's quite a creative period at the moment, and exams, mm-hmm. and then um, more traveling. I think in the summer. Mm-hmm. And you know, you. I. I think um, I mentioned when I was uh, reading your bio that you started writing at age seven. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's probably nearest and dearest to your heart. I'm guessing. Yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm just a creative person. I just I think that. I've always been one that I've always made up stories, um, melodies just come into my head. I think it's more, it's a gift, like it can be a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Just melodies come into my head all the time. Meet Me at 10, when I was writing that, it was almost like I'm not really writing it. It's, it the story just comes to me. Mm, it's and writing you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it just mm. writes itself. So I think I think everybody's got the capability to do it. It's just whether or not you choose to tune into it Mm because some people might just dismiss it and go I've got some silly ideas for something I say tune into those because Mm -hmm. before you know it you'll just start they just get get gifted to you Mm -hmm. so I think because I've never switched off my creativity that's Mm -hmm. where it's um I find it quite easy to sort of tap into Mm -hmm. and and that's um you know I think that if we can all Pay attention to that inner voice. Mm. That's what's so valuable. That that's there for a reason. That's telling us something. That's, that's where right. creativity, inspiration, joy, even whatever that may be. That's it. It's just goals. I mean, what do you really, really want to do? What would you do if you if you couldn't fail? Mm-hmm. And then I say to people, even if you fail, just try and do something different. Like it's in the same do the same thing but just mm-hmm. try it a different way mm-hmm. because all some of my failures have been really good lessons mm-hmm. yeah, and you mm-hmm. just think okay I'm not going to do that anymore then it, then you become stronger then mm-hmm. when you're stronger you become more wise mm-hmm. and then that's when you can kind of inspire other people because you sort of you can offer them advice of what you've already done so and each each time I've failed I've kind mm-hmm. of got a thicker skin as well so mm-hmm. you know but I just when you're out in the public you kind of need that yeah, I mean, I've had I've had sort of some people. Um, it's really rare, actually, because I, I, on on Twitter I've probably had about ninety nine percent positivity. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I know that obviously social media can get a bad name, but I've only had people be really really positive, apart from the odd one, and it really will be the odd one. And then when you look on their profile, 
they're being negative to other people that's as well. That's just how they are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You just think, do you know what? I'm not going to change their mindset by saying something nasty back. It's not that they've been nasty. They've just not been particularly nice. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see that some of the stuff they're saying to other people. But in, now that I've got older and I've been through a lot, I actually feel sorry for them. I just think, do you know what? You're not in a happy place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just hope that they find their inner voice right. and go after that passion rather than stripping somebody of, of their passion. Right. Exactly, exactly. Well, once again, I I thank you for your time today, and I so appreciate hearing about your story because it's just so fascinating to me to be able to hear the incredible work that you've done and how it really can inspire others, uh, you know, not just their bucket list, but the whole thing about transforming your life and overcoming depression. So thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having me. I've really, really enjoyed it. Thank Thank you. you. It's my pleasure. And I hope you will all join me next week when my guest will be Dr. Sharif Terraman, a pediatric neurologist, and we will be talking about unlocking the secrets of the mind. I leave you today with the words of Brene Brown, who says, I think laughter between people is a holy form of connection, of communion. It's the way you and I look at each other and without words say, I get exactly what you're saying. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.